What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Magic Dads podcast here on the Old Cranky Man channel. My name is Blake, and I'm here with hey, Stefan. I'm Stefan. How you doing, I'm so buddy? Happy right now. You're so I'm happy right now. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I love your jersey, dude. Oh, thanks. This is my old Cranky Man jersey. There's the Cranky six, Man six. himself. It's Mine's even got the other it's room even got up. my number on it. Yeah, I've got number seven in the other room. Uh, yeah, I'm so so happy Chris got those for us, man. Yeah, felt like part of the family. Yes, it's yesterday. got it's got my name on the back. I am a real yeah. OCM now. Hey, it's if you like what we're doing here, please subscribe to the channel. Make sure you turn notifications oh, yeah. on so that we get to annoy you every time we upload a video. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give us a follow. Uh, that is all free. But if you would like to help contribute monetarily, there is a link to our Patreon down in the description of this video. You can head on over there for just for just what is it again? The $3. Loch Ness monster. Oh yeah, tree fitty. Just just under just under tree. Just fitty. under tree fitty, baby. Yeah, get that Loch Ness monster as due. Call me what you want. I'll be the Loch Ness monster for you. Oh boy, it rhymed. <laughs> okay, so now that that is out of the way, let's bring in what this podcast is about. Now, um, I uh, we okay. How long have we been playing Canadian Highlander? Going on six uh, years. Going on it. It'll yeah. be six years this summer. Yeah. And I have played so many different, so many different decks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am a, I have a propensity to brew. Serial uh, brewer. I, I am typically not somebody who just like picks up a meta deck and goes to Scryfall or um, Moxfield and gets, gets, you know, a meta deck and just builds mm-hmm. that. Not usually what I do. Um, I like to, I like to, you know, be my own person. So I mm-hmm. feel like I have brewed and played with so many different archetypes and so many different fringe decks. And I just cannot find one that I really latch onto. Like in the same way that you latch onto Sandy B. Yeah, like uh, grave, graveyard decks in general. I think. Yeah, I'm yeah, graveyard decks in general. But like when we first started playing Canadian Highlander, you you were already latched onto this archetype. You loved it, and you still yeah. have you still have a deep passion for this deck. And I just I still have it together. I just I just cannot find that for myself. Yeah. So if, if you put a gun to my head and you were like, "Let's play so like play your favorite deck right now," it's still gonna be that deck for me. Yeah. Um. As much as I like, I love Dredge and I love like uh, breach storm um, and sort of just like goofy strategy, goofy graveyard strategy. Sandy B is like this weird creature uh, has some like really cool lines and interesting play patterns that I enjoy, but mm-hmm. you haven't found that yet. So we were talking about this specific thing uh, a mm-hmm. few minutes ago and you said, I have a deck that I think that you would like to play. And so, yeah. and so I, I don't know what that is yet. Cause I didn't let you finish your sentence. So, yeah. Uh, this episode is what should Blake play in Canadian Highlander? Yeah. Um, so build a Blake for, build a deck for Blake. Let's build a deck for Blake. Blake. Yeah. And we don't have to, we're not going to build it from the ground up. Um, but because like a good portion of a deck is generally like, you know, 30% mana, mana base. And we can form that however we want. Like there's some, some cool interactions with some like utility lands. if we want to do that, but, but. Um, I, my, in my mind and in my soul, having known you for a very long time, there's a card that I've never seen you cast in Canadian Highlander and one that feels like it would get a lot of value and one that would bring you a lot of joy. I'm dying to hear what this is. Um, so a little bit of backstory on, on Blake is that your favorite block is probably a Lara constructed. 
Sure, uh, Alara. I I do love Alara Block. Yes, you double love Alara Block, and you are a Grixis player. I do. Uh, I I do identify with the Grixis overlords. Okay. Okay. So, saying that Grixis, Alara Block, there is a very there probably the most emblematic card of that block that format in Grixis. Oh, in, cruel in tomato! Cruel tomato is the card. <laughs> You're gonna make Jeremiah so happy saying that because that's his favorite card. It's it's absolutely <laughs> the card that feels like it could get the most value. A, it hasn't been played in a while, so people aren't prepared for it, uh-huh. right? So, so Cruel Ultimatum is sort of designed to be the ultimate X for one card, right? You're getting so much value yeah. off of one card, um, and while the color pips are super intensive mm-hmm. in in terms of like, if it, if nobody has seen uh, what it does, we can obviously put it on screen here. Um, but the mana cost is hyper intensive. Here, Triple I'll, black, I'll put it on the screen. Red. Hang on. Yeah. Um, and then it does everything. It basically, let me, let me count the things that it does. So discard, sacrifice creature, discard three cards, um, lose five as this, that's not really something I'm going to consider. Uh, then return a creature from graveyard to hand, draw three and gain five. So that's effectively an eight for one on one card, right? I don't think that there's a better rate for mana in, in any card. Um, and the the thing that I'm going to get at with this is it's easy for us to build around pointed cards in ways that make them like sort of sort of win the game immediately. That is to say, like we build around time walk, we build around ancestor recall, and we we build around these cards because we're gonna play them or combo with them, win the game. I I am going to posit that if you cast a cruel ultimatum, you also win the game if it resolves. <laughs> there yeah, are but very... like it's it's what seven mana? It's seven mana. How yeah. how are we not gonna die in the process? Well, we're playing Grixis Control. Um and Grixis has some of the best interaction. Yeah, right? so like Okay, so here here's a prime example of this. So like I really like the the, the teamer tempo decks. Exactly. The okay. problem with the playing the teamer tempo decks is like your removal is garbage. It is, yeah. And then like I I like I like playing the or I like the way that the Jeskai tempo decks look, but then like mm-hmm. your creatures are garbage. Right. Because you're, you're you're like you're leaning sort of you're like yeah. leaning leaning heavily into these pyromancer effects. And yeah, I don't think those are I mean, in my experience, they have not been great. For the same reason that mana dorks right now are kind of okay-ish mm-hmm. um, with Fury and stuff like that going around. Yeah. Um, what if we lean back away from those cards and we lean into sort of the removal of black and red, the interactability of blue, yeah. and then we get some real stonking good cards in, yeah. in black. And your yeah. payloads are all black. We can play all of the thieves. You can play opposition agent. You mm-hmm. can play um, notion thief. You Correct. can play hole breacher. Correct. You can play stifle, mm-hmm. shadow of doubt, nimble obstructionist. Exactly. So, so you're getting it like the, the, the concept behind this is definitely we play early game resource denial. We like people never expect to stifle and we get to play all the best counter magic. Mm hmm. All the best, like, we get to play 
obviously like is that is that okay wait hold on that's how you beat jeremiah exactly stifle (laughs) you don't let you and and we play like he's always doing he's always doing some dumb thing with like okay this game it's an arena rector and an Mm -hmm. ugin and this game it's a reanimate and a traxa and and this game it's the initiative like stifle answers all of these things (laughs) yeah you also get to play like hard answers to tutor effects in in like um what's it's the shadow of doubt and and opposition agent opposition agent yeah Mm -hmm. So you get your creature package all sort of doubles as like the opposition agent and the nimble obstructionist operate in a function in which you're denying your opponent resources and they can also just be beaters and you're running like bone crusher giant you're running um uh what's it's the the blue the blue uh yeah, brazen borrower brazen borrower thank you uh i always think petty theft like that's the card like i don't know right. why the, the, like the, the important half of that deck. card. Very much. Um, and then you also just get to play all of the really good pointed cards. Like we're playing Demonic Tutor because we get... Ex- yes, okay. Because we're going to play all of the... Um, we're going to be able to get whatever we need at the right time. And you are, you are a deck that wants to resolve Cruel Ultimatum. And when I say that you want to resolve it, I mean every game. Uh-huh. And not only do you want to resolve it every game, you want to resolve it as many times in a game as you can. Oh, boy. So <laughs> Snapcaster play- Mage, my cruel ultimatum. Exactly. exactly. I'm glad you're with me on this. I'm glad you boarded where, the ship. Where am I going to get all the mana? <laughs> okay. Excellent. I'm glad you've asked this question. So um, <laughs> the other part of the deck is definitely a mana acceleration portion where we are playing just straight to we're we're playing so we have card we have card advantage in the form of like our blue spells like we, okay. have, we have treasure cruise we, we're gonna do treasure cruise okay and we're gonna have card selection we're gonna mold drifter because we oh can avoid that we can evoke <laughs> mold drifter we can draw some cards we can reanimate mold drifter and get more cards in and it's sort of easy to cycle this Sign through me and up. Draw, card, draw more cards i'm glad you're with me stay in the boat um and then there's cards that I really like that I feel like are underplayed. Um, uh, Dark Ritual. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. So we're, playing, so we're playing rituals. We're playing not a ton of them, but things that are going to allow us to do really unfair things early game and really cool stuff late game. Can I play Hypnotic Spectre? You have to play Hypnotic Spectre, Let's actually. Let's go! You're required to. Um, and so we're, we're leaning into um, the what is i people have underestimated how good mana is in this format for a long time oh it's very good (laughs) it's real good and it's real easy yeah um because you're also running some initiative creatures that are going to let you tutor out the basics that you need and effectively as and and as you're playing the game as you're playing it i want you to have in your mind two red two blue three black two red two blue three black and that hang on that is always what you are building towards your mana base is always always building two two red two blue two red two, three two blue black. three black exactly and if you can produce you know what red, i you know what i black. still okay so for the longest time i played i played grixis tempo Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, my idea was that like, you have all of the, you have all of the good cards that go in the blue red shells, but then also sure. you get to play actual removal spells. Correct. Yeah. Um, but my, my dream was always to attack with a Lelia. 
let my opponent assign no blocks and then cast a tainted pact. I'm so glad that you're with me on this journey. <laughs> and I, I still have not uh, achieved this dream yet, but uh, but I want to do it real bad. So tainted pact is definitely one of our points in this. Yep. Um, we are not a triple mox deck, um, so we're not running the jewels. But that doesn't mean that be, because we're not getting as much advantage out of the the mox. Right. Deck. Yeah. So where our points are going to be DT definitely. Um, and then we're going to have Tainted Pact, because that is one of the most egregiously underpointed cards. Sure. Right? We're going to have Treasure Cruise. Okay. Um, we're going to have uh, True Name Nemesis, because that card's friggin' free. Um, <laughs> and then the Worlds are Onion at that point. Like, we can go into a Mana Drain if you want to do that. I do love a Mana Drain. You do love a Mana Drain. Um, and then we could do, like... If you didn't want to do the the one gonna, of these points, we could tutor. Oh, I was gonna say breach. Yeah, I the Rakdos deck that I played today. The points were uh, demonic tutor, uh, underworld breach, um, tainted pact, and vampiric tutor. I also wouldn't say no to Yogg's will. Yogg's will being a single point right now, you don't have to storm. You just get to replay the same. Right, and that's that was the whole point behind the underworld breach. Exactly. It's like if I just get to cast an additional copy of like lightning bolt or mm-hmm. or terminate or you know, mm-hmm. but cast this uh, reanimate from my graveyard to reanimate. Like that was the whole point of the underworld breach was yep. just giving me access to my entire graveyard for a turn. I also want you to play board wipes. And I mean, like, I want you to play Toxic Deluge, and I want you to play Dam. Or Damnation, not Dam. Um, uh, if you want to play Dam, go for it. But Toxic Deluge and Damnation. Um, because if you're in Grixis, people are going to start building to the board because they think that all of your removal is one for one. Mm. And if they dump their hand and you Damnation them, you've already mm. won the game. <laughs> Because nobody expects damnation. You can also play, uh, what is it? Uh, the minus four, minus four. Uh, yeah, languish. Languish. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a totally reasonable I mean, card. maybe maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe the, the, the problem, you know, that I, I don't even remember what the problems that I was having with the Grixis deck were. I don't think I was actually having problems with it. I think I just got. No, you did great, just actually. I just got bored of it. You made it to the top. You made it to the semis? Uh, oh, no, I top aided. Top aided, yeah. yeah. I remember you beating. I top aided. You uh, you. I played it in. Me pretty horribly. I I played it in back to back tournaments. Um, uh-huh. the second time I splashed green for Oko, uh, Oko Renin Six and Deathrite Shaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally reasonable. Um, Leovold will also be fine as to splash for if you wanted to splash a green, have like a light. But like maybe what I was gonna that. say was maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I was wasn't going big enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead yeah, this, of maybe instead of playing Deathrite Shaman, you should play Cruel Ultimatum. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah, or Hordling Broodlord, and like <laughs> I did some that, dirty things with that card today. That card's so good, and it's <laughs> underplayed. People are afraid to play these. Like, well, to be fair, spells. it is it is brand new. It is brand new. It, but it's also triple triple or quadruple black. It's triple black. Five triple five black black black. So we kind of, I think, lean into that. Like, everything in the deck, and we're also playing, like, Urborg, right? Tomb of Yagmoth, because obviously, sure. like, why wouldn't you? Um, and, and just, like, if you if you ever have the opportunity to get a specific land out of your deck for whatever reason, you kind of go for that so that you can produce enough black mana, mm. because the deck is, like, primarily a black deck. Mm. In, in, in the, the 
in my mind, the color goes black, blue, red. And mm. blue and red are actually pretty close to mm. one another. But the black is like the primary color of the deck. Cruel ultimatum. Yeah. So this is this is ultimately what I what I want you to do is I want and we can do this offline. <laughs> um, we're, we can we can look through the cards because I feel like a, 60 to 70 percent of this deck comes together on its own. Yeah, it does. Uh, the last. Yeah, you're right. The last 20, 15 or 20 cards are the hard part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you got to get that's... you got to get weird. But I kind of feel like that's the, basically the case with every 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 brew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I think we just steer away from cards that aren't good in multiple scenarios. Like we we kick a, we kick away from all the limited hand hand disruption. Like we do we do thought season. That's good. Um, but I don't think we need duress. I think we have counter magic. No, I, yeah, stuff. I don't, I don't play those anyway. <clears throat> Usually I just, I just rock one copy of duress and then, uh, or, or thought not, so not dress, uh, one thought sees and, uh, one, uh, collective brutality. Yeah. I, oh, that's another one. Yeah. Right. Like if we're talking about two for ones, we every, want, yeah. Every time I've, every time possible. I've ever cast collective brutality, it's been yeah amazing. And then you, you also get access to like grief and subtlety and fury. Mm. So like all of these evoke creatures and then you have all of your reanimation effects. Yeah. Um, where like looking at modern right now is sort of like an inspiration. Um, the two decks that inspired me the most in, in thinking about this were the Rakdos scam deck mm. because it sort of operates in a way like we see a lot of these decks that have flicker effects. What if instead of a flicker yeah, effect, you got it was f- a feign death. Yes, exactly. Mm. And then the other one is a living end deck because we want to basically utilize, like fill up our graveyard, yeah. utilize that as a resource, and sure. then living death back a decent chunk of creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily literally do that, but like build up resources and then unleash it or into value. It's sort of where I'm standing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Okay. I'm glad I want to cast a cruel ultimatum. Okay, this is the card that I just want you to keep in mind. Two black, or two red, two blue, three black, and then you'll be happy. And I, I guarantee you, <laughs> the, I guarantee you, the more you cast that spell, and the more you, like, make it your goal to find and cast that spell every game, the happier, happier you will be. Aww. Because, so nice to me. Yeah. Like, this is the card that's going to win you the game, like... It, it'll demoralize your opponent into the dirt because <laughs> you're drawing three. They're losing three. Oh, you're gaining a opponent. creature. You're losing a creature. And you can run like super sick reanimation targets because this is a, a reanimation spell. Sure. Effectively. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you can run things that allow you to put a couple of big, heavy targets in the graveyard. You know, it would be really cool. If you reanimated the new Atali and then you flipped this card off the top of your deck. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, there's there's sort of a lot of different ways. Jer- Jeremiah will still find a way to win the game. It's entirely possible. But sometimes you fill your graveyard and then you overload a Mizzix's Mastery. Oh, that's fun too. 
and and if we're talking about easy ways to cast easier ways to cast a spell like just getting a mizix's mastery in your graveyard and flashing it back like or like oh, getting, overloading it or not over not getting in your graveyard getting a cruel tomatum in your graveyard and then just casting mizix's mastery oh cool here's a cruel tomatum that costs four man <laughs> it's exactly the kind of thing where i'm like you're getting a lot of value and you don't necessarily have to are there wait that. hold on that that sounds actually really good Entomb a cruel tomatum and then Mizzix mastery it. Are there other like that's like reanimator, but for sorceries? Um, yes, we are there other are there other cards that do that that Uh, are like reanimator for sorceries? There are a few. Yes, there's like torrential torrential gear Hulk. That's another. That's for instance. Ooh, I can cast I I can cast magma opus. Yes. So these there is another. We are going to run a uh, a a copy of uh, a gear Hulk. Torrential Gear Hulk, because obviously the card's very good. I have a foil one. And and we don't worry about mana. We don't worry about mana because we're always gonna hit two blue, two, two red, three black. If anything has <laughs> if anything has two red, two blue, three black in it, we can always know in our minds that we're gonna be able to cast uh, that. That's awesome. I could play the I could play the the um uh, uh what is he called? Nickel Bolus. Oh, dragon, dragon God, dragon God. Yeah, he's uh, he's one red, one blue, three black. That seems right in line with what. Isn't that what his mana cost is? Yeah, I think so. One blue, one red, three black. Nothing. There is nothing that I can think of that is more mana intensive than cruel ultimatum, but also nothing that is more demoralizing or game winning than (laughs) cruel ultimatum. Oh, buddy. So, okay, hold on. I honestly, when you said that earlier and I was like, okay, wait, hold on. We got to make this into an episode of podcast. I was not expecting you to say cruel ultimatum. And I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting a cruel ultimatum. It just immediately struck me. It, It felt like having one of those grand epiphanies. Of like, what could I do? Of course he's not having fun because he's not, he's He's not not casting casting cruel ultimatum. ultimatum. Yeah, exactly. I like all of the decks that you seem to like have these punches and the, the things that make you the happiest are when you get to basically go over the top of what your opponent's trying to do in a way that doesn't necessarily win. Like your favorite reanimation target is Atraxa. And it's because it's a really good body that has a great payoff, has, draws you tons of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, there's ways to play around it or beat it. But also the resource generation from that. What if Atraxa, instead of drawing you a few cards and being a good body, made your opponent discard three cards <laughs> and you drew three cards? Can I get a Cruel Ultimatum on a stick? That is Archon of Cruelty. Oh yeah, I forgot. You're welcome. I that is the other modern deck that has sort of inspired me is the oh is the, I forgot about Arkin of Cruelty. That is a cruel ultimatum on a stick. Yes. Okay. So the, I'm, I'm glad yeah. we agreed. I feel like we've definitely reached a point at which this deck could like and nobody else is playing this. Like that's the thing. Nobody else locally yeah. is playing this. I don't think anybody else online is playing this deck. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think this deck is sweet. I I do love Grixis. Like, you know, the last couple of weeks when I've been I've been tinkering around with these different brews that I'm making, I just keep thinking like, I want to I want to cast Shadow of Doubt again. That was fun. Exactly. <laughs> That's 
those are the kind of cards so that instead are of play. instead of uh, instead of playing puny little death right shaman and Renin six, I'm just gonna cast cruel ultimatum. Yeah, and you're gonna sick. You're gonna start the game off stifling your opponent into the dirt, starving them for resources, and then end the game cruel ultimating them into the dirt and starving them for resources. <laughs> <laughs> what, I don't, I don't what, see a problem what else plan. what else could a guy want two blue three red two 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 blue two red three black that's it count the mana <laughs> okay sweet coming all right everybody coming to a patreon near you very soon and, yeah we will post, dot deck I, I think we are going to save the the actual list for the for the patreon if yeah so if you're curious you want to learn more about this archetype go down to the description click on the link to our patreon account yeah all right, everybody. I want to thank you for watching us today. And as always, we want to remind you that we're proud. We're of proud you. of you. Bye. Night. Kiss. Kiss.